This message is brought to you by The Covenant Nation. Jesus. Praise God. Be Women's Conference 2023. Can I hear you raise your voice for Jesus? Come on! Hallelujah! Praise God! Wow, our God is faithful. Our God is kind. Our God is good. Our God is gracious and compassionate. He's slow to anger, but our God is quick to love us all. We're grateful to Jesus that we're gathered here today. It is according to his ordination, according to his will, according to his power that we are all standing here. So today when I preach and I speak, it is Jesus I'll be telling you about. It is the capacity that is in Jesus, the ability that is in Jesus. That is what I'll be talking to you about. Before we go on, I want to appreciate my dear sister, Pastor Toyin. She's just amazing, honestly. From the first time I spoke with her, I was like, man, this is my kind of person. All our conversations are very spiritual, but at the same time filled with love and laughter and realness. And you know, when you do ministry for so long, sometimes you just don't find people you can be real with. So every time I find someone that is not um, trying to be what they are not, but just being powerful, but at the same time relatable, I really appreciate them. I appreciate you, Pastor Toyin. God bless you. Thank you so much for everything. And of course, I'd like to appreciate Pastor Poju. I, I know he's not here, but I celebrate him greatly, and I'm grateful to God for everything that he does, everything that he is, everything that he represents to a generation and to generations to come. God bless you, sir, wherever you are. God bless you. Thank you for this opportunity. And I greet all the leadership here. God bless you. <laughs> and to my team that has come with me, Pastor Busola and everybody else, you're welcome. And of course, Olori, my dear friend, God bless you. This amazing woman of God, we're in Ibadan together. Thank you for being here again. I greet the leadership of this church. God bless you all. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> God is doing amazing things. I'm just coming from Uganda and Kenya. And to be honest, I was telling Olori, I was like, look, God has children everywhere. Everywhere. You go to meetings with 30,000 people, 100,000 people everywhere. 200, 300, hunger. Hunger. I know that there is so much that has to be said about our generation, but I can also tell you that it is also a hungry generation. It's also a generation of people whose hearts are panting after truth. And I know that the reason why you are here today is because something on the inside of you can perceive that there is a shift in the realm of the spirit. Something on the inside of you desires to be in alignment with God. And so I pray that in the name of the Lord Jesus, that this would not be another meeting that you attended. 
or by the power of the Holy Spirit, that this would be a time of encounter, that this would be a time of transformation, that this would be a time of the distilling of the wisdom of God that would empower your life to thrust into the next level in the name of the Lord Jesus. I decree by the power of the Holy Spirit that no devil or demon of darkness that has held you bound so long would have the capacity to continue its work in your life. I decree that the liberating grace of God and the anointing of the Holy Spirit that breaks yokes and shatters the works of darkness is here with us this morning. I decree and I declare that we are open to the ministration of angels. We are open to the impartation of the Spirit of the Most High God. I decree and I declare that even now we are standing in the holy place of Jehovah, Elohim, the Master of the heavens and the earth. I decree and I declare that right here is both a Bethel and a Peniel. It is a place where we encounter the gates of heaven and it is a place where Jacobs are transformed into Israel. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we have gathered because we believe. We have gathered because we know there is a God in Zion. We have gathered because somewhere in our spirits we can perceive that our God is about to release is a mantle of a new season therefore in the name of Jesus I decree and I declare that the heavens are open over us and there is a release of mantles from heaven in the name of the Lord Jesus today somebody is going to receive the impartation that you need to execute the heart of God for this generation can I hear an amen I decree and I declare that Satan, your time and your reign over the lives of the daughters of God is over. I decree and I declare that there is a stirring of the fire of God. A stirring of revival. A stirring of strength. A stirring of capacity that is rising up from the inside of us. In the name of Jesus. Let the will of God. Let time and season collide. The will of the Father. Time and season collide. Here in the name of Jesus. Let the fire of the Holy Spirit cloak the daughters of God. And release revelation that gives language for a generation. In the name of Jesus. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Kasumbra tande kriana somba balakeza. Shamele kelele matombre in kapanda la tekaba. Iskombre intelekimposa papala katala de. Shana melengos kombra tande brahandele karuska pala teila. Zakobra katala. All over the room praying the Holy Ghost. Praying the Holy Ghost. Praying the Holy Ghost. Zambale katona baraka sombre teleta. Shekra katanta tanda belekatoza talaba. Aradaba shakre in the subala teila. Izonde brekatande veletimbro usko palakai. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you because we are here to receive supernatural strength. To perform that which you have decreed before the foundation of the world. 
Let it be so. Let it manifest, O oh God, in the name of our Lord Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. You may take your seats. I'm grateful that God gave us this theme about strengthened. Because if there's one thing I say to a lot of women or young girls sometimes when they call and they're like, P.I., you know, I just can't go on. I just can't do this anymore. I'm so weak. I say to them, listen, the damsel in distress narrative is from the pit of hell. I said, because according to the ordination of woman, we were meant to bring strength and help. There is something about the configuration of woman that makes it naturally possible to her to weather the storm. There is something in the configuration of woman that gives her the ability to enter into heaven and to download strategies for progress. There is something about the natural configuration of woman that stretches her out like a tent and makes it possible for her to accommodate both weakness and strength and victories and warfare. And so the Bible says, do not be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. So the reason why many times we are easily, easily blown away is because of the doctrine that we receive. Doctrine is not only from the pulpit. There is a doctrine in culture. There is a doctrine that flows in a generation. There is a doctrine in systems and in sectors. There are doctrines everywhere. Everything has got a voice. And everything is consistently speaking. The question is, what have you received and agreed with that you did not even know you were agreeing with? I tell people, you one thing you must be most careful about are the conversations you have. Because conversations are the doors that open you into realms. When Satan was going to deceive mankind, how did he begin a conversation? Did God really say? The conversation starts with questioning the values of God. Questioning the standards of God. Questioning the efficacy of scripture. Questioning the integrity of the word of the Lord. Did God really say? So I understand how we feel sometimes. And I know that in the body we can be weak. I know that around us we can go through temptations and trials. But what does the word of the Lord say? The moment you engage in a conversation that you do not govern by the word of the Lord and the will of the spirit, you are bound to enter into the realm from which the conversation came from. And so Satan was speaking from a realm of death and rebellion. As soon as Eve engaged that conversation without the government of the spirit of God and the will of God, she was bound to fall into the realm from where the conversation had come from. And so when they say, Pia, I can't, I say, who told you that? Who was the last person you spoke to that told you this one is too much? If it's me, I can't bear it. Kelema Sombale. Who was the last person that sold you that idea? What was it that you watched that made you believe that this level of theology is acceptable as a God? And so I say, you're not a damsel in distress. You're just a woman at war. 
So fight. Fight. Warfare should be natural to us as women. Warfare, we eat it as bread. We engage with trials and tribulation. We use them as our dumbbells to gym in the spirit realm. So when the trouble comes, we do not run away from it. Because in nothing should you be terrified of your adversary. For to eat, it is a sign that you have won. And it is to eat a sign of his perdition. I say this to you. Because to be strengthened refers to the process or state of becoming stronger, more resilient, or more capable. Becoming stronger, more resilient. But how can you test your resilience and how can you test your capability if you do not subject it to trials? Why did you break away from the community of saint the last time somebody said something about you that was inaccurate? Why did you walk away from your source of watering simply because someone judged you wrongly? So what? The glory of my name is in the hand of God. I will not allow Satan make me negotiate for a desert when I could be beside could be beside a well. So there are many people here that the reason why you are weak and not as strong as you should be is because you have removed the infrastructure that God set up by which you should be strengthened and supplied consistently. There is a demonic spirit of independence that perpetrates this generation and it masquerades itself as a form of truth. And so many people embrace it and they call it self-respect. Meanwhile, behind it is a spirit of isolation that seeks to remove you from a place of comfort and brotherhood so that the enemy can finish you before others will notice that you are gone. It is from the pit of hell. So once again, can a generation arise that is humble to the precepts of the kingdom? Can a generation arise that says that the will of God and the ways of God are greater and better than any emotion they could be facing? Hear me, women. I'm not saying you should not be soft and tender. I am soft and I'm tender. Look at me very carefully. (laughs) But I'm also saying you cannot be emotionally driven. You can't. You cannot trust any emotion that has not been subjected to the process of the spirit. You cannot trust any emotion that has not been judged by the strength of the word. The Lord said to the woman, hear me, you are going to begin to deal with something when you leave this garden. Your desire, your emotions, your fear, your hope, your expectation, your agitation, Ma Mata go nearly finish you. God warned us. Ma Mata. So today you are still praying. You have negotiated your ordination for a ring on your finger. You walked away from the standards of grace and truth simply because you thought that the greatest honor you can have is a man by your side. Whatever happened to the way you were configured by God? Whatever happened to the mantle upon you? 
Whatever happened to your strength of your spirit? Whatever happened to the voice of your spirit? Whatever happened to the calling that God gave to you? Whatever happened to the flow of revelation on the inside of you? Whatever happened to the power you are able to generate on your knees, woman? You cannot judge who you are by the container. The content matters. And so he said, woman, be careful. This thing, this thing, I don't feel like, I don't like it. I don't, you know, the way she said it. Hear me. I don't build relationships based on um, how good you make me feel. I build it based on purpose. I build relationships based on purpose. And I understand that it is very easy for me to misinterpret the will of God if I judge it based on how I feel. Because trust me, the people who bring you the biggest benefits in life don't come saying to themselves, oh, I'm just here to make her feel good. Now, if it's to make you feel good, they're going to see you falling into the pit and tell you well done. If it's to make you feel good, they're going to see you straying away from your destiny and purpose and not have the audacity and courage to tell you to come back. So it's not about how I feel. The question is, why are we connected? And so to be strengthened means that you are constantly evolving and subjecting yourself to the processes of God so that your inherent nature may manifest through trial. We must be tried. When a person is strengthened, they experience an increase in power, vitality, endurance, and effectiveness. We can't speak about being strengthened and think this is the place, this conference. No, this is a clarion call. This is a prophetic release and a prophetic declaration concerning what the Spirit of God is about to do in a season. The strength is not this. The strength is what you do after this. The strength is how you steward the words you receive here. Because to be strengthened speaks about an increase in power, vitality, endurance, or effectiveness. So you cannot speak about being strengthened without being a woman of growth. At the beginning of every month, for the first seven days, I must fast. Fast and pray and teach. Sometimes twice a day for seven days. It's not because I was born a warrior. It is because I had to agree that life is warfare. And I had to understand that if I'm going to remain relevant in the agenda of God, I must consistently rise in responsibility by rising in authority. And authority does not come because I want it. Authority comes because I'm willing to go through the process of death and resurrection consistently. So I put my body to death at the altar. I put my spirit to death at the altar. I put my soul to death at the altar. I allow God to evaluate and reevaluate my positions in him so that I might be the woman that he needs me to be. So it is a consistent process of increasing. So my question to you today is what do you do to grow? What is your growth plan? Oh, pastor, someone prophesied to me that I'm going to be a mighty apostle. Hallelujah. Praise God. 
There are so many prophecies hanging everywhere. But what are you doing to manifest it? What are you doing intentionally to ensure that you grow? To ensure you remain in strength? You recognize that you have a weakness towards a particular thing. What efforts are you making to remove it from your life? Why do you keep subjecting yourself to the very thing that weakens you consistently? Defending it with culture? Defending it with the expectations of men? How many men have you seen that died and another man said, I must die with him? When I die, I die alone. So that means in this life, I must recognize that I am first of all responsible for my salvation. I am responsible for my growth and my increase. What are the things you put in place? The things that I hear are very critical to me. I understand that there is a door standing between my ears and my soul. So I cannot afford to engage in conversations that do not empower my standing in the Lord. It's, it's very simple. It's not because I'm unrealistic. It's because I'm seeing from a different reality. I understand how the spirit realm works. So I would not let anybody pull me into carnal imagination. Because I know that there's a responsibility upon my shoulders for a generation. So part of the consecration of my office is that I steward the door of my ears. Steward the door of my heart. I will not allow myself to get drawn into bitterness and weakness and strife. The things that disqualify me before the king and they take authority from me before men. I will not let myself get drawn into it. I will not let myself go past a single day without sitting in the word. Rest in scriptures. Clothe myself with scriptures. Meditate upon it. Think about it. Sleep on my bed thinking about the story of Job. Why? Because Christianity is not my religion. Christianity is my life. It is who I am. It is my office. It is my standing. It is my glory. It is my power. These are the things that I would do. I would not allow myself ever insult my husband. Tell him, get out, idiot. Blood of Jesus. Where do you get that kind of power from? Where does that audacity come from? I will not do it because I understand that the enemy is looking but for a door. And I recognize the door that I am in my family and in my home. And I see how easily you can cascade from being a Deborah into becoming a Delilah. How easily you can go from being an Esther into becoming a Jezebel. Many times people don't know when they have left the ranking of spiritual order into demonic manipulation. And so you say things like, uh -huh. Me, tell me my husband cannot do anything. No, nothing. Eh? Eh? Is it in the Bible? He has no strength. He has no power without you. He has no ability without you. He cannot even find the grace to decide without you. My question is, what spirit is that? Is it not Jezebel that makes men eunuchs? 
and converts their priesthood to God into a priesthood to her. Hear me? It is easier to walk in darkness than to obey light. It is easier to manipulate than to stand in truth, purity and vulnerability and say, I'm sorry. But as a woman that will be strengthened in the Lord, you must always allow the word of the Lord to judge you, try you, cut you, pierce you until it makes you. When we say demons come out and somebody begins to scream and we say fire of the Holy Ghost and people are baptized in the Holy Spirit. It is not a drama. It doesn't happen simply because somebody conferred an office upon me. It happens because the demons understand that we have nothing on this one. In every place and in every realm where you could have been held by Satan and your words become like nothing, you deal with it. You deal with it in prayer, in repentance, in surrender. And you accept once again the consecrations of God in your life. Are we still together, women? I am speaking these words to you because there is a call of God to our generation. And there's a call of God for Deborah's to arise. But Deborah's do not arise until they have first been tried. Deborah's do not arise until they have first understood governance and judgment. The power that she had to summon Barak, the man, it did not come because she was beautiful. The Bible says she was a judge in Israel for 20 years. For 20 years, she subjected herself to the judgment of the word, began to handle the word of the Lord, to discern in the spirit right from wrong. She became the very thing that she declared. And so she came to a point where Deborah was no longer just an office. Deborah became a woman in the spirit realm. She became a door of entrance for revival. She became a gate of entrance for restoration. There is a place that you can get to where you are no longer just a name or just a woman and you literally become the entry into another realm. There is a place you can build up yourself into that you go past being just an individual. You actually become the momentum that a geographical location needs to enter the will of God. When you go past trying to just judge on the huge level of humanity and brokenness and then you receive the judgment of God how be it heavy it may be how be it much that it might break you but you receive it and you decree that God is greater than all. In that place you go past being a female. You enter into what I call the office of woman. You enter the original intention of God for the woman. As the supernatural strategist. As the Ezra Kenedo. As the warfare military general. That has the ability to strategize on behalf of a nation. That has the ability to strategize on behalf of a generation. Your life becomes a resounding voice of the earth. Why? Because woman, you begin to judge your purpose past your gender. I am not interested in speaking about all gender feminism. I'm not a feminist. Because female is my my vessel. Female is not my nature. In creation, the Bible says, let me make a helper. He first made helper. Brought him, brought her to the man. The man called her woman. And then after the fall, he then called her Eve. So there was a consistent degeneration of the nature and the office of the woman. Why will I spend my years trying to defend 
That, oh, you know, put, let, let, they should have woman representation. Listen, when you carry water, you carry value. You don't have to be beg or manipulate to be in a room. By reason of what you bring to the table, they understand that the table needs you to be called a table. You have to grow. You have to evolve. I'm not speaking to you because, uh, you know, I don't have any problem, apostle. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I have. As a matter of fact, in the year 2020, I said to my sister, and I remember saying to one of my dear friends, Pastor Chinto Kishako, I said, ah, man of God, I can't do ministry again. I don't tire. I said, the troubles are too much. I had gone through a, a year and a half where the word of the Lord was coming to pass because God had told me I was going to have a baby, but the struggle to bear to the child, my goodness, it took everything from me. Then after the baby came, lockdown came. Then in the midst of lockdown, marriage was about to lock down itself. It wasn't working anymore. Can, we, can I go on? Yeah, because you're like, ah, poor soul. <laughs> Your marriage has to work. It was not working, my sister, no, no lie. And I was ready to risk it all. In the foolishness of brokenness. And based on multiple standards, I had the right to declare what I was declaring. One day I was on the floor praying and crying. I said, God, I can't anymore. <sighs> Feeling like Jesus in Gethsemane. If it be I will, let this cup pass me by. <laughs> yes. And the Lord said to me, Isi, if I were to take your spirit from your body now, what do you think your declarations would be? He says, if you were to be ascending into heaven now, that your life is over, and you were coming up to my throne, what would you be saying? I was like, wait a minute. He said, I can tell you. You would not be saying, God, this marriage, this one. He said, that would be the least of your confessions. He said, you'll be so engrossed in my glory. You'll be encompassed in the majesty of who I am. That the last thing that will be on your mind is a marriage that you think will not work. He said, you see, please, don't reduce your worth to your pain. Don't reduce your value to your struggle. Don't reduce your office to your failures. He said, you are what more to me than the trials you are going through. If only you can see that I permitted it to be so because I trust you with pain. I trust you with trouble. I trust you with difficulty. I declared in heaven she will not leave me. She will not forsake me. Irrespective of what she goes through, she will stand and declare my name in all the nations. I, the Lord, made a boast of you in heaven. You see, do not reduce your power and your ordination to your physical struggle and limitation. 
daughter, you are bigger than this. He says, you do not only have the power to endure, but you have the power to embrace as though you were me. What does it take for me as God to hold a sinner? Even though he has blasphemed against my name and lied about who I am, but yet my hands stand open every day to receive. He said, Issy, if you will stay here at my feet, if you will look at the nails in my hand and the piercing in my side, and you will judge my sacrifice as good, and you will agree with the principles by which Christ became Lord of all. He said, in the same way, in your dying, I will be with you. When you go down to the pits of hell, I will bring you out. I will give you a path in the spirit by which you can ascend into glory. He says, and I will sustain you in the seat of authority on my right hand where Jesus is seated. He said, Isi, fear not. Do not be afraid of death. Death has no power over you. Even if you die a thousand times in this life, you are more powerful than those who live in the flesh. Embrace death. Embrace it. I stayed there on the floor. I wept once again before Jesus. And I said, have mercy on me, Lord. I have been carnal. I have misevaluated who I am. Have mercy. I should have known, oh God, that as a woman you have given me the ability to carry seed. I should have known, oh God, that I am the greenhouse of the spirit. And you plant on the inside of me the seed of your will, the seed of goodness, the seed of mercy, the seed of forgiveness, the seed of graciousness. How could I be demanding to be removed from my office? Because I thought that the very thing I was created to do was not worthy of the life I wanted to live. Have mercy. Show me once again what it means to be called by you. What it means to have a covenant with you by sacrifice. Show me once again the power of dying upon the altar. Show me once again the glory of giving it all up for you, Jesus. On that floor, I signed a contract with the Lord. And I agreed with him that God, you are wiser than me. You are wiser than my pain. You are wiser than my struggle. You are wiser than my weakness. As a matter of fact, God, I have no desire anymore to be right. I have no need to be right. So my God, there is no cause for judgment. Let only mercy prevail. You are not hearing me. Woman, there is a place that God is calling you to. There is a level of authority that Jesus is imputing into your spirit. That is only going to come when you walk the path that Jesus walked. It was the path of looking at Judas and knowing. This one in another three and a half years is going to sell me out. For 30 pieces of silver. That is what nothing compared to the heavens and the earth that I created. He's going to reduce my value to money. Ah. Do you know what it means to yet equip Judas? 
even though he saw the end, he knew for every day that Jesus lived with Judas, he hoped it would not be him. He hoped somehow he would kill the money desire in his heart. He hoped. Do you know what it takes to do that? What it takes is the weight of glory to come. The reason why many women don't carry power, don't carry strength, don't carry authority is because they have lost the focus of the cross. They have lost the purpose of the cross. Jesus did not die so that we could have riches alone in this world. Jesus died so that for every time that I stand to speak and I stand to pray that even though I stand upon the earth yet my spirit is in heaven. Jesus died that a highway may be opened for me in the realm of the spirit that consistently I may be able to ascend into the revelation of the greatness and the power of God. Jesus died so that you may revive the earth so that you may subdue Satan. And on the inside of you will be a head crushing anointing. He's coming for your heel but you're coming for his head. He's coming for your heel but you're coming for his head. He wants to stop your movement. He wants to kill your ministry. He wants to kill your marriage. He wants to stop you from going forward. He wants you to be a bad mother but you are coming for the head of the serpent. Satan, you came for the dust of my feet. You came for my mistake of yesterday. You came for my shame of 2005. You came for the business I did that did not work. But I need you to hear Satan that I am coming for your head. I am going to attack the entire infrastructure of darkness. I am going to attack the entire system of darkness. I am coming for your head. I am about to raise a generation of fire. I'm about to raise women that understand power and authority. I am raising intercessors. I am raising a prophetic company. I am raising Deborahs across the world because you dead. Come for my feet. I will crush your head. Where is the warrior on the inside of you? Where is the woman that keeps her eyes on eternity? Where is the daughter that recognizes that her power does not come from her bank account? There is he who sits upon the second of the earth and his name is Elohim and I carry the fullness of the Godhead on the inside of me. Therefore any nation, any territory that I enter, I declare, lift up your head, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, you ancient doors of darkness, and the split open. They respond because of who I am. They respond because of who I carry. The demons flee because when they see me, they see the king of glory. A woman called by sacrifice. A woman whose covenant is sealed by sacrifice. I said to them in America, and I say to you in Nigeria, you are not a Barbie. You are a Deborah. You are not the image 
of weak sophistication. You are the image of sophisticated warfare. You are not the image of brokenness that proceeds from outward and turning. You are the woman image of holiness that proceeds from inward and turning of the spirit. Truth and righteousness are the hallmarks of your being. Come on, do I have a woman? Do I have a woman who is being stirred up by the Holy Ghost? Do I have a woman who is rising up in the realm of the spirit? Do I have a woman who is declaring by the power of the almighty God that she will no longer be held down? Do I have a woman that is coming for the head of the serpent that dare to come against your child? They dare to abuse your son? They dare to abuse your daughter? You are still crying over three years. Make sure he never touches any other child. They try to take your husband. You are crying. You are crying. The covenant of marriage is it not bigger than the pain that you feel? There is a power on the inside of you to turn the tides around. Yes, you fell, but you can rise up. Receive strength. Receive strength. Receive strength. Receive strength. Receive strength. Receive strength. Receive strength in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Ah, there are women in this room that God is going to use to challenge the LGBTQ movement. God is raising you up as a voice. You have been saying, God, but how can I speak? I see the angel of the Lord putting a microphone on the inside of you. I see him placing a loudspeaker in your spirit. You are going to wake up in the morning and you will get on Instagram live. And people will say, have you gone crazy? Because you have been proper all your life. But you are going to back yourself up with scriptures. And you are going to speak for the next generation. You will say to Satan, the borders of Nigeria are kept safe. Because I am here. You will not enter the territory of this land. You will not make my boys girls. You will not make my girls boys. I refuse this confusion from hell. Because I am here. If you are that woman, throw your hands up and say, Here I am, Lord. I see God raising the next voice in the political arena out of this place. I see women coming out of here that are going to stand for justice, that are going to stand for righteousness, that are going to stand for order in Nigeria. Listen to me, you are not just here for yourself. There is a territorial anointing in this room. There is a governmental anointing in this room. I see God raising up some women for stratospheric warfare. Yes. Come on. Come on. Come on. One more minute. Keep it going. Keep it going. Keep it going. Keep it going. Come on. Press into the spirit. Break into this river. 
For there is a river in this place. And as the river flows, it begins to bring dead things to life. It's a life-giving river. Let it flow, let it flow. Let it flow, let it flow. Let it flow, let it flow. Karabashantale palabobosha. Karabobashantale krikobosokopa. My belly yes. shall flow rivers. Come on, rivers of living water. Rivers of living waters, out of my belly, out of my belly, shall flow rivers, rivers of living waters, Let me tell you something about your belly. After looking for a child for seven years, I've told this story and I tell it again. Looking for a child for seven years, several miscarriages, failed IVFs, doubting if the word of the Lord was true, finally get pregnant, back to back in the hospital every day, while people call me P.I. of the Most High, the Most High was always down on the hospital bed. My faith was almost finishing. At 23 weeks, I did a scan. And the doctor said to me, Pastor, I'm sorry to tell you, you have lost 90% of your amniotic fluid. I said, what do you mean? He said, look at the baby. The heartbeat had slowed down. You could no longer see fluid around the child. I was shaking like this in the doctor's office. My whole body was shaking. As soon as he said it, in one minute, I saw my future flash in front of my eyes. I saw myself going to depression. I saw myself walk away from ministry. I saw my marriage collapse just because that baby was about to die. And I heard the voice of the Lord say to me, he said, see." Do not let his words be the last word in this room. God said to me, have you forgotten that words are the keys that open the doors to life or death? He said, do not let his words be the last word. I looked at the doctor shaking. I said, doctor, I appreciate all that you have done for me. I said, but doctor, my womb is not a graveyard. I don't come to bury babies here. I'm a life-giving spirit. Out of my belly flows life for generations. So a seed cannot be planted in me and die. Those days are over. 
There is a warrior rising up on the inside of me that will fight for the seed of the future. I will do anything in my power to see life come forth. Come on, hold your belly. Declare my belly is not a graveyard. My soul is not a graveyard. My spirit is not a graveyard. Deadness cannot stay inside of me. Sin cannot live inside of me. Brokenness cannot live inside of me. Lost destiny cannot live inside of me. Lost ministry cannot live inside of me. Failed businesses cannot live inside of me. Children that talk to homosexuals cannot come out of me. I am alive, given spirit for all of my belly. one minute even though I did not touch my notes listen I had a preaching that shook me yesterday and someone said something he said why have women be reduced to the kitchen I'm not saying it's wrong to cook I cook and I love to serve my husband and see the way he eats my food why have women be reduced to being sexual images He said, was it not in the wisdom of God that it took a woman to carry the word himself? How have you been told that as a woman you can't preach the gospel? That you don't have the power to wrought signs and wonders? When the living word himself was carried in the womb of a woman, if you could carry him for nine months, If you could give him everything he needed. When God himself was coming into this world. He took the womb of a woman. To supply food. Supply water. Supply nutrients. From a woman. If she could carry the word. And give the word existence in this material world. Why do you think. You cannot bear. The powerful things of the heavens. Listen to me. Do not let Satan deceive you. Do not let Satan make you trade for a loss instead of getting a profit. Do not let Satan make you believe that you are weak and therefore you do not have the power to overcome temptation. I say to you that there's a power resident on the inside of you that has the ability to run through the troops of darkness and leap over every wall of limitation. Second Corinthians 12, 9 says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. <laughs> so there is yet a perfection of the power of God that will not enter your life until you embrace weakness as an opportunity for strength. You embrace pain as an opportunity for power. 
you embrace struggles as an opportunity for victory. He says, therefore I boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on you. That is why for Christ's sake I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecution, in difficulties. For when I am weak, that is when I am strong. There's a lady in this room. You're currently being blackmailed because of something you did. And they have a hold on it. I heard the Spirit of God saying, say to her, the information of your past has nothing to do with the prosperity of your future. The Spirit of God says, if you believe that I am not just the God of today, but I'm the God of tomorrow, then the decisions you will make pertaining this matter will be different. I hear the Spirit of God saying that instead of the perceived shame, I'm about to give you double honor. Raise your hand. I want to pray for your marriages. Single or married, raise your hand. Father, here we are. A room full of warriors. A room full of daughters you have made to push the boundaries of hell. A room full of helpers. So God, I ask that in the name of Jesus, show us what it means for us to not only cry out for help, but to be the help that our husbands need. Show us what it means for our entire lives to be reconfigured into becoming a structure and a system of help. Show us what it means to be the help for Africa. The help for Nigeria. Out of the women in this room, Lord, raise women that will build acts of preservation so that when the floodgates of hell opens up against our generation, they would have built schools, businesses, ministries, homes of arcs that would save this generation. Father, raise women out of this room that will build storehouses of provision. Storehouses that when the famine hits, they will feed millions of people. Put power, authority, money, wealth, capacity inside of those women. Open their minds and cause their minds to break forth into the realm of revelation and actualization of the wealth of heaven. So that these women like Joseph will build storehouses. I see it so clearly. I see somebody in this room. You are going to build thousands of siloses. And when the famine hits, I hear the Spirit of God said, I'm going to say to my Deborah, I'm going to say to my Esther, I'm going to say to my Temi, I'm going to say to my Joy, I will say, open your storehouses that a generation will not perish. And lastly, Lord, let your fire come down 
so that in this room women that we build upper rooms of encounters will arise right now in the name of Jesus I release a holy fire into your spirit I release holy audacity into your spirit right now let the fire of the Holy Ghost come on come on come on fire cry out for fire cry out for fire cry out for fire cry out for fire those days of being taken as prayer are over those days of being bread for Satan are over you are going to build upper rooms of encounters where the Holy Ghost will come upon people they will not only be baptized but they will enter their offices because of what God will do through you fire in the name of Jesus fire in the name of Jesus I did not come here for show I did not come here for a meeting I came here for a baptism and an immersion in the strength of God's fire somebody receive it right now let the apostles rise up come and receive it right now somebody in this room needs to be mantled for the next season you need to be mantled for the next season come on let the entrepreneurs rise up let the business owners rise up in the name of Jesus and so we decree and we declare Satan we are coming for your head you touch my home I will raise 10,000 marriages you inflict my soul I will heal one million women you dare touch my child I will build schools all over the world and teach them how to be sons of the spirit somebody shout we are coming for your head 